Hello, very good morning. So good to be here with all of you. <laughs> Romans chapter 5, I want to invite you to open your Bible. Very good morning. If you don't know me, this guy with a weird accent, my name is Danny. I'm part of the leadership team of this local church. If you are on YouTube, hello, God bless you and your family for watching this and this main hall as well. Uh, I asked for these brilliant guys in the very back here, the tech team. Actually, we preach always together. Thank you guys, because always with the slides and everything. I asked them to put in the big screen behind me my email. It's there. Uh, I think it's somewhere. <laughs> it's danny at lovecrawley.co.uky. You can take your phones and take photos of my email when the emails come to the screen. Uh, because I have two things to say before we jump to the text and, and for the preaching this morning. Uh, and, and also this is a gap for you to find Romans chapter 5. Um, <clears throat> first thing I would like to say. Sometimes, okay, we are in the church, we are Christians, and we are looking for some purpose in our lives, and oh, how can I serve God? And then sometimes we give our time, or skills, or energy for something in the church. Oh, I would like to help in kids' church. Now, oh, I would like to sing, but I don't know how to sing. I don't know how to play. I don't know how to preach. Mm, I don't know what to do. If you feel kind of lost we want to help you. And please send an email for me. Oh, it's not there yet. So, Danny. Oh, was there. Okay, sorry, because, you know, I don't have eyes, but that's right. Uh, why? Because we want to help you to find what kind of gifts God has given to you. Tools that the Holy Spirit gives to us to work in His kingdom. So, what kind of gifts, skills, how can this local church help me to grow in my Christian life? <coughs> we can help you. Send me mail for me. Oh, I don't know how to deal with emails. I don't have email. I'll be here at the end, uh, and we can have a shot. We have some very specific, good, practical lessons to help you to grow in your spirituality. Second message before we jump to Romans chapter 5, open our Bibles to Romans chapter 5, um, is this. Sometimes we just don't know what's happening, what's going on in your life. Sometimes you feel alone and you'd like to share something or to receive a prayer, a word, advice from the Bible, or just to talk with someone with no judgments. We are here for you. We call this pastoral care. Send me a message. We are here for you. You don't need to walk alone. You don't need to go through your... Um, your life alone. And if you don't, I don't want to talk with this guy with this weird English. That's fine. We have a team here. <laughs> we can help you. Oh, but I'm a lady. I'd love to talk with a lady. We have. Oh, but we are here for you. Just send email and we are here to help you. Amen. Thank you. Now, we are in this series, the five pillars of our faith. Why this series? Oh, and last Sunday, Ken was here preaching. Wow, it, it was awesome. If you're watching this, you can watch on YouTube later. Uh, not now, please. Uh, <laughs> the last Sunday teachings, and we are having this five, uh, actually it was six teachings about the pillars of our faith. The first one, the introduction, we talked about 
from the book of Acts into today, why this is so important. We talked about the Reformation time and everything. And we talked about Christ alone, scriptures alone, grace alone. Today we talk about faith. Uh, this five solas is the Latin word uh, uh, sola fide, sola gratia, solus Christus, all this, that means faith alone, grace alone, Christ alone, uh, glory only to God. This is very important to bring us back to the base and the foundations of our faith. Why do we believe in the way that we believe and, and the core beliefs of our faith? Because to have faith is different than belief. Faith, yeah, God exists, but the things that I believe about God, this is belief. Why we believe? The things that we believe. Have a say that. Let's go for Romans chapter 5. I want to invite you to read with me. If you're watching from home, we have the text here in the big screen. Uh, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. We love your word, Lord. We need your word. There is power, supernatural power in your word. And I want to pray now, asking for the supernatural power of your Holy Spirit, because only your Holy Spirit can bring life for this word and to bring our minds and thoughts captive to the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. What do people believe about faith? Faith. Okay, uh, some situations. Maybe we have someone struggling with marriage, some problems, or family life, or under a very painful uh, situation, suffering. What, what would you say? Have faith. Come on, he will overcome. Let's have faith. Tomorrow will be better. In the future, next year, we need faith. Even people, they're not Christians. If you have someone in your workplace and you talk about something, oh, man, have faith. Have faith. <laughs> faith in yourself and your knowledge and your skills or faith in something in the situation or in the government or in your clients and your next contract or even God as well. We put it in the same shelf. Have faith in something. Oh, by the way, God, faith, have faith. And usually we, you don't have to be a Christian to have faith in something or to talk about faith. Let me start this with a very famous statement about faith in the Bible, which is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says that faith, wow, look this sentence. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for. Okay. An assurance about what 
we do not see. Let me repeat. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Sometimes everything that we see is bad news, is a difficult situation in life, fears, anxieties, and uncertainties. And... But to have faith in something that you do not see. Okay, this is the invitation, Hebrews chapter 11. And from this perspective, we believe in the things that we believe about faith. Oh, faith is to see the invisible, is to believe in the impossible. Yeah, it, this is also faith. There's a famous quote from Augustine. He says, faith is to believe what we don't see. And the reward of this faith is to see what you believe. Okay, so this is one thing about faith. In moments like this, me, Daniel, I am an annoying guy. Okay, even when I'm praying. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I just stop in the middle of my prayer saying, God, this doesn't make sense. Are you listening to me, really? You know, these kind of things that ah, we cannot say those things in the church because in the church we need to be super spiritual. Uh, but in our room, when we are praying, and mainly when we don't want to pray, God, I want to pray, but then we feel guilty, and then we go to pray, and the middle of my prayer, God, is this... So when I talk about faith, I have some questions in my heart. So that means that faith is the kind of resource that convinces God to do what I want or what I need. Or that means that do and my faith set God in motion, in action. It's like we have God, okay, and we have some right buttons to press. Oh, faith. God's working. <coughs> Let me help Danny because he has faith. Looks like faith is something starting in me to help God to help me. It's, oh, now, now I have these questions in my mind. So when we read Hebrews chapter 11, just verse 1 we don't have the whole understanding about faith. But in Hebrews chapter 11, you can take note, read in your home later. There's a list of names. We call them heroes of faith. A list of names, people on the, from, from, from the past. And the Bible is explaining what kind of faith is that faith. And all of them, they had faith. To achieve impossible things. But all those things were not related to their personal life. To their personal dreams. To their private projects. Everything was about God's kingdom. Their lives, they just gave up for their own lives. And they surrendered their lives to a supreme and greater cause. God's kingdom. And this kingdom, they were having faith. Wow. So, it's not faith to have a new car. It's not faith to make me rich. It's not faith to... No, it's another level of faith. And this morning, I want to share with you one of the main teachings about faith. Justification through faith that we have read now in Romans chapter 5. Um... There is a part in Corinth, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, that says, 
He died for all. Talking about Jesus. He died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves. But for him who died for them. For them. And was raised again. Let me read again. He died for all that those who live should not longer live for themselves. My life doesn't belong to me anymore. My faith is not just my uh, talking about with God, my family, my belly button, my stuffs, my life, my selfish. Not, no, no, no. It's to live for Him and His kingdom. And God, what is in your heart? What are the things that I need to apply my faith? What's your Holy Spirit praying for? My life belongs to Him, no longer my will. So let's go for the foundations of this justification. We read Romans chapter 5, and he said, We have been justified by faith. <clears throat> Romans. Paul was the writer of this letter. He didn't know the people in the Roman and Rome church, from the Roman church. All the letters that we have in the Bible have all these names. Oh, Ephesians, Galatians. Uh, and this church in Rome, Paul wasn't the planter or the guy who started that church. He didn't know these people. By names, yes, but he hasn't been there. So he wrote this letter to them because his next goal in life was to go to Spain. And then he thought, okay, I need some support, some financial help, and I need the love and the prayers of these guys in Rome. I want to see them. And then he wrote this letter. And this letter is teaching about many things because these people in Rome, they didn't have the main <clears throat> or the whole concept about faith and life with God. Lots of confusion. So Paul <clears throat> writes to them to teach about these things. And... We have been justified by faith. Who does God justify? The just or the unjust? God is just. God is holy. God is perfect. Is he justifying or the unjust or the just? My whole life, my teenager years, I told him, uh, I, I told you guys another day here from, from this stage, I spent many years of my life trying to be approved by God, trying to be accepted or loved by Him, pushing hard, trying to have discipline to please God with my Christian performance. Oh, I'm not going for that party because I am Christian, I cannot drink alcohol, I cannot have sex, I cannot blah, 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 because I need to please God. But inside of my heart, I was trying to say, God, here's my CV. I am the, I am the one. <laughs> God, he's my um, <clears throat> surname in my church denomination. God, this is me. And this was the same um, pressure in the head of a guy called Martin Luther. He had no peace. He was trying to please God doing something, but he couldn't feel loved because it's impossible. God is so perfect. How can this perfect, just, righteous God to forgive or to justify someone like me? I don't know about you guys. Sometimes I feel rubbish. Sometimes I just feel it is impossible. Sometimes... God looks like this very demanding boss or manager, impossible to please, always demanding something more. 
Sometimes the Christian life can be heavy. And this was the drama in Martin Luther's life when he read Romans chapter 5. And then he understood, wow, through faith, only this only or alone is the big problem. Because we try to have faith plus something else. Okay, God, I have faith in you, but I need to do this and this and that. And Just through faith. It's too easy. Now, I cannot accept this. I need to prove that I'm strong. I'm a good Christian. Through faith only. Who can God, who does God justify? The unjust. And this is not just. If you watch it, the last Sunday, Ken was explaining about the justice of God when you get what you deserve. The mercy of God when you don't get what you deserve. And the grace of God when you get what you don't deserve. Was last Sunday uh, uh, preaching and teaching. So when I say God is justifying the unjust, a guy like me, full of mistakes, wrong decisions, wrong past, and God just justifying me through faith in Jesus Christ, how was that? There was a specific time and moment when this happened. And it's in the past, before you've been born. Before you've been born or your mother's womb, God have decided, mm, I can see this lady, I can see this guy here. He'll be a person born in this family, full of sins, unjust, but I have decided to forgive and to justify. How was that? When God cast all of our injustice in Christ on that cross at that time Christ itself became sin and that time if you're watching from home look at me you can forget everything that I'm talking here but now I need your eyes here in that time Christ became sin in that time the sun stopped shining in that time the father hid his face from his own son and 700 years before the prophet Isaiah, he said, uh, he said in chapter 53, it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. In that very moment, you, this morning here, you justified, you were justified from all your injustice. If you're watching this at home, there is forgiveness and grace, forgiveness and grace for you available now because of the cross, because of that tree, because of the Calvary. Justification through faith. I am not justified because I have faith. I'm justified because of the cross of Jesus and I can hold it through faith in Christ. And the results of this justification is in Romans chapter 5. Let's have a look on them. First one is about my past and your past. We have peace with God. God is not angry with you anymore. God's not ready to take revenge about your sins and your past anymore. Maybe I talk with someone here who cannot forgive 
yourself or I cannot forgive myself because of my mistakes. Because you still have something called memory. And you remember. And you remember when you were unjust, unfair with someone. You cheated someone. You lied. You had some abortion in your life. And have scars and wounds in your soul. And sometimes your week is okay. Your day is fine. But then that memory comes to your mind. And you feel, I'm rubbish. I don't deserve to be part of this church. And here in the church, we are so polite. We just confess cute sins. <laughs> oh, this week, oh, I shouted to my kid. <laughs> oh, my husband's so annoying. He throws the towel on the bed and the towel is wet. <laughs> but our deepest past and darkness, we don't confess. Even to our spouse. Even to God. Because we need to be very, very sincere to confess some stuff to God. I don't know about you. Sometimes I feel that I'm trying to explain myself to God. Even He knows everything about me. God, I don't want to talk about this because I feel ashamed. God is not angry with you anymore. We have peace with God. Peace with God. Peace is done. It's finished. In that moment when Jesus cried out in loud voice, it is finished. You receive forgiveness. We have peace with God. It's the first result. And it is about the past of our justification by faith. Second, we have gained access. The present. And this word in Greek, let's go for Greek. I love Greek. We have three main meanings for this word. First is the free entry or access to the royal room. If, uh, by, by the end of this service, if you take a train, go to London, try to go for the... Oh, she's not in the... Um, what's the name? The castle. Where are the queens? Uh, Buckingham Palace. But she's not there anymore, I believe. She's in another... Well, whatever. We just... <laughs> You have no access. Did you see that guys? That guys, they stay like, if you just approach to the gate, they will, I don't give a shot or <laughs> scream at you. Get out of Access is entry in this royal room. Free. The second meaning for this word, the second meaning for access in, in the Greek language was the same word where they used to go to the temple to worship God. Free access. In your mind now, you think, okay, this is normal. Just go for the church. In those days, it was something big. Because they couldn't talk or relate to God without some kind of priest, high priest, or, or some, someone more holy. Someone with stronger faith. They had... They had to go to someone and then go to God. And this access is just free. You know, when you are washing up, thinking in your week, in your life, and the things in your heart, that place can be the gate for this another dimension. That place can be the gate to entry in the royal room to talk with the king. That very place, free access. And the third meaning of this word, uh, uh, access, the idea is when you have 
let's go for my British accent now. I have a problem with this word. Sheep, 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 sheep. It's the big boat. Ship. It's wrong. <laughs> okay, when I have a harbor, the place where the boats, the car parking for the boat. <laughs> don't invite me, don't invite these foreigners to preach, guys, come on. Uh, it's a safe harbor where the ship is coming from the storm, looking for some place to rest and to feel safe. Wow. Maybe I'm talking with someone right now with a storm in your chest, in your mind, and you don't know why. You don't know how to verbalize, how to, to find the words, but there is something wrong. It's a storm inside, it's not outside. It's inside, because outside, that's okay, just normal life, but inside, I'd love to have a place to rest, because sometimes I'm tired of myself. I do love my spouse, but sometimes I'm tired. I do love my kids, but sometimes I hate to be a mom. I hate to be a, a, a dad. We don't confess those things, and we forgot, because of the justification, we have free access to the royal room, free access to the temple to worship, but also a harbor where we can rest and feel safe. It's the second result for your present. Your past is forgiven. Your past is under the blood of Jesus Christ. Your presence, you have free access. And the third result of this justification by faith is about your future. The Bible says, we read Romans chapter 5 at the beginning. Uh, we boast. The next one. Thank you guys. You were lovely. And the hope of the glory. Hope of the glory. Question for you. Do you remember your childhood friends, their names or nicknames in your street or neighbor? Do, do you remember when it was, when was the last time you went out to play with them? Mm. I don't remember. And I'm just 44. I don't. <laughs> you need to see the compliments, compliments that my wife is giving to me now. Oh, my old man. <laughs> oh, my cute, bald, 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 no hair. Before, in the beginning, it was different, but now. Okay, I accept it as a compliment. That's fine. I don't remember, but it happened. The last time we went to play basketball, football with the kids. Do you know why? You will not have the same age forever. Really? Yes. Someday, you will give the last kiss the person, to the person that you love. Do you know the person who sleeps next to you? Someday you'll be the last breath. Of this person. This life here is just uh, some kind of mock test, a rehearsal. We are so worried about this life, we should be worried about the world to come. The world is coming. The real life is the next world, waiting for you. Past. Is under the cross of Jesus Christ. 
Nobody's rubbish for Jesus. If you feel accusations in your head about your past, look to the cross of Jesus. In the presence, you have free access to God through Jesus Christ. In your future, the result of your justification is not here. We are so rooted here. We boast in the hope of glory. Let me read this for you. D.L. Moody. Please, write this name. Take photo of this, these slides. Watch about the life of this man. Put on YouTube. Have everything. Put on YouTube. Who was D.L. Moody? In his bath, um, um, deathbed, he said, Earth recedes. Heaven opens before me. If this is death, it is sweet. There is no valley here. God is calling me, and I must go. He was a great preacher, great man in the past. Before death, he was not insecure. He was thinking, now the real life begins is beginning. Now I'm going. Here in London, we had a great, great man. Guys, when I went there for the first time with Steve, 2019, I believe, it was a great experience. Uh, the Westminster Chapel. Martin Lloyd-Jones, he was a doctor. He was, oh, he was many things. But also, he was a great preacher, full of God's fire, full of God's spirit. In the end of his life, he, he got cancer. And everybody was praying for him and praying for him and praying for him. Oh, let's pray for Mike Lord Jones, please, God. And this day, he was angry. And he said this, don't pray for my healing. Do not hold me back from the glory. We boast in the hope of the I want to go. I want to be with Jesus. Justification through faith. Your past is under the cross. Your presence, you have free access. Your future is waiting for you. But justification by faith prepare us not only for heaven, but also for our lives here while we were waiting. And the text in Romans 5 that we read keeps saying, but we also glory in our sufferings. Come on, this guy who wrote this, he doesn't know my life. Also glory. Glory is full of joy and glory in our sufferings. Why? And the reason is here. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Is my pronunciation right? Perseverance? Yeah, thank you. Perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. God's not playing with you. God's shaping you. God's preparing you. God is working in your life. Okay, then, if God knew it before the creation of the world, the cross was there already, forgiving my sins before I was born, yes. Why I had to suffer so much in my life? That painful memories, that painful moment. Why? The reasons here. God was producing, manufacturing, creating, shaping, modeling you. I keep saying this and for my girls all the time. I don't know any strong person with an easy past. God cannot use someone immature. And the words here, perseverance, character. Number one, perseverance, patience, patience and difficult times. 
I don't need perseverance or patience when everything is fine, when everything goes well. I don't need to put some effort or to believe in something when I have my bills paid and my fridge is full and everything is fine. It's comfortable, easy to follow God or Jesus when he keeps giving me everything that I want. But then in heaven, God takes his iPad. Mm, Daniel, your life is too easy. I'm putting hard level. Come on, Daniel. I want to see your reaction. Perseverance, patience. Second, character. <clears throat> Purification of gold by fire. This is the root Greek meaning for that word. What's the name that guy who works with gold, uh, gold, goldsmith? Goldsmith, this one. The idea of this word, karata, that God is preparing or shaping your karata is when the goldsmith was working with gold, they had to and they used to throw the gold on the fire to purify. And the right time or moment to take the gold out of the fire, the test was when the goldsmith could see the reflection of his face on that gold. Oh, now he's ready. God wants to make you humble. God wants to clean the vanity and the pride and the selfishness of your heart. You go for some sufferings. When God could look to Daniel now, when Jesus looked at me, if he sees his face and my life, and my life reflecting him, I'm ready. I'm approved. I'm purified by fire. It is painful. But it's God shaping you, creating you, and he'll take years and years of your life for this. Is God working? If someone here is suffering, if you don't understand your sufferings, if you have lots of question marks in your heart, in your head, and you have no answers, God is working in your life. Perseverance, patience, character. And the last one is hope, expectation, trust, confidence. A life with no hope is just to survive. Justification by faith. Faith alone is, is what makes us be what we are. Let's stand and let's pray. I invite Steve. I want to invite you to sing this next song. And then after this song, I will be back here to pray with you. While we are singing, bring your heart to this very moment. Stop. We are looking at the clock. You don't need to start to cook from here. Oh, I need to prepare the lunch. I need to take the kids. No, no, no. Bring your heart now to God's presence. We still have time. Think in the words that you are singing now. And I'll be back here by the end of this song. We will pray together. God demonstrates his own love for us and this while we were still sinners Christ died for us since we have now been justified by his blood how much more 
shall we be saved from God's wrath through him. Lord Jesus, we are here this morning to celebrate this justification through faith in Christ. Thank you for this good news. And I ask you now, Lord, I ask you now if there is, I don't know, someone here struggling with the past, with sin, or watching this on YouTube, Holy Spirit, embrace this person now. In the mighty name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, bring the revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ for every heart and mind now. Because the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. We believe in your work, Holy Spirit. And we pray in Jesus' name. If you are here this morning, if you are watching this on YouTube or in this main hall, if you want to pray, talk with someone. In this church, we try to not expose people, but we are here for you guys. Come here. We are here to pray with you, to walk with you, to help you, to support you. This is our mission. You don't need to feel alone. Send us a mail. Come here. If you want to pray now, by the end of the service, we still have, we're not late. We can pray and spend time with you. May God bless you. May the Holy Spirit touch your heart and mind and your family. In Jesus' name, amen.